Ah, Mr. Henry. We didn't have the chance to meet before, I don't think. I'm Major and Heath. Oh, I do, and we shook hands before and uh, after the game. Also, I know who's all the coaches are league-wide. Uh, why are you introducing yourself? Well, this is an audio sketch, and the people on this pod are shit at doing voice impressions. So, we have to resort to this. Ah, uh, I see, I see. They warned me about this before I, Thierry Henry, chose to become the head coach of Impact du Montreal. So, uh, what do we have here? Why do you call me to hang out with you? Well, Terry. Uh, that is Thierry. Uh, Thierry. Thierry. Terry? N- never mind. Well, Terry, after each game at Allianz Field, I invite the visiting coach to have a drink with me. This is ch- our chance to chat and get to know one, no, one another. Talk about the game. You know, have fun. Isn't it? Uh, d'accord, d'accord. Oui, oui. De four? Uh, no, no, no. It's d'accord, as in um, how you say... Um, uh, I got it. I understand. D'accord. Ah, I, I see there. Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. D'accord? Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. Well, hope you like this wine, Terry. To your health. Uh, mais enfin! Which video, imbécile? What are you doing? I was about to have a drink. Uh, Ponte Divine? Do you Minnesotans have no sophistication? You must let the wine rest. Then you must take a small smell. The, then we drink? Bien sûr que no, of course not. You let the wine rest some more after taking this sniff. Terry, I really only budgeted 20 minutes for this. The missus and I have dinner reservations at the Cheesecake Factory. Tant pis, uh, oh well, um, like playing on the turf, you Americans, you do everything poorly. I'm actually English, by the way. That is not better. Eh. Okay, okay, let us drink. Burk! Yuck! Miss, what, what is this piece water? It's red wine, isn't it? Sacre bleu, you dare to call this red wine? This swill, you dare to serve it to a Frenchman? I don't think it's that bad, really. Let me see this label. Merde. Minnesota could pay for your three-year plan, but could only afford this two-buck chuck? All right, you little fraud. That's quite enough out of you. One more and I'll pop you in the nose. Welcome to We Taught Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Sasha. This week, it's you, me, and Thierry Henry. Gam Tam, thank you, ma'am. And Ding Dong's Laton is gone. Well, I, for one, am really happy to see producer Nick back from Orlando wearing a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. I was hoping for the ears, you know, the Mickey Mouse ears hat. Uh, I could have gone for the Donald Duck. It's it's a less known da- Disney item, but you have the Donald Duck little tuft of hair above the butt. Uh, you get that, too. <laughs> but uh, I'm really glad he's not, he's not Donald Ducking it right now, though. Right, right, yeah. exactly. For uh, Nick with his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> you know, it was really <laughs> disturbing as a child when they like guys like Tom and Jerry who aren't wearing clothes like took their fur off as their clothes, <laughs> and it was it was very strange. But anyway, in the cartoons, Nick also told us that he hasn't actually been following soccer news for a week while he's been gone. So he hasn't heard that Michael Bradley shot his dad. <laughs> I said just make up something believable, Sasha. What the hell, man? <laughs> So there's another bad brother shot his son. Oh, <laughs> we should probably cut this out. Oh, but um, geez. I wanted to go with something that leave like, it really in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Let them all know what Sasha really is like. Okay. What it's I been for us him. now that he's joined us. I'm too. I'm too dark. Uh-uh. <laughs> you corrupted him. So, hey, uh, uh, speaking of uh, corruption, I have been recently watching the old Saturday Night Live sketch, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Yeah, I'm familiar. Phil Hartman, Phil Hartman from one of the, the best meter straight men of all time. Yeah, and it's 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 I I don't know what I was expecting from this sketch. It's so stupid, but it's fantastic. Uh, go and watch it on YouTube. And and pro tip, you can by searching in videos on Google, you can actually find all the other ones that are the versions of that sketch that aren't on uh, YouTube. But um, in that sketch, Phil Hartman's character has a a catchphrase. 
but uh, which which she throws out, and it's kind of this like schmucky lawyer thing, which uh, kind of goes, um, uh, uh, "I'm just a caveman. Your world frightens and confuses me." And then he goes and says a bunch of things that he doesn't understand. And they say, "But there is one thing I do know." And then he talks about how his client is innocent. And every single time, it's like, "But there is one thing I do know." And that, that line sticks in my head as a catchphrase from a sketch. And I want to ask you guys, is there a catchphrase from a comedy sketch, from a comedy set that sticks in your head that you really appreciate and remember? I mean, with SNL, it's always like what area you grow up in. Whatever is the SNL's test when you're in high school, that's the best test. But I can't think of an actual catchphrase from this, but... Just the MacGruber sketches were always my favorite because they were just so hilarious and so over the top. And basically, come on, MacGruber, you can do it. And he never could. Yeah, there you go. That yeah. that, that, that yeah, qual- yeah. qualifies as a catchphrase. Right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Sasha, you got anything for me? Give me from stand-up, too. Oh, I th- I'm trying to think. I mean, I grew up watching Jim Carrey. Like, I had, like, The, the Mask was my first PG-13 movie, and I wasn't supposed to be up to watch and, like, I loved that character of the mask. I, like, define, like, before I saw Ace Ventura or anything else. And so, like, always his his phrases, like, smoking or just, I mean, they weren't clever, <laughs> but, like, they were just, you know, these characters that are so animated. Yep. And I absolutely loved it. I don't know. That was, I mean, that I remember when that movie came out, all of us in school were all like, smoking to yeah. each other thinking we were hot <laughs> shit. And then I think uh, right after that came, like, Degeneration X in... Uh, in WWS, we went from smoking to suck it, which I bet our teachers really loved. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, right. So anyway, well, thanks for answering my question. See, that was easy. Sometimes my questions turn out to be easy and they're charming. They're not like, you know, so I'm like, if you were a dictator, who would you kill? <laughs> Actual question I asked once. <laughs> no, I actually that, that no, you want to ask. Answer that, okay. Yeah. I, I I asked if you were a dictator and you could force a soccer player to hang out with you, like the Chechen yeah, guy right. forced Mo Salah. Uh, I I asked that question. That was that was that was like the darkest question I think I've ever. Was this episode where we reveal our dark sides or our dark secrets? Uh, exactly, <laughs> Luke. I am your father. Wait, what? Okay. Um, I I don't know if I think our listeners know that when when we spend so much time on the intros, it usually means we don't have a lot of matches to talk about. But there was a lot of player news, a lot of coach news, even some stadium news uh, about America's top leagues. And we're going to talk about in a segment that we call The Transfer. Get those transfer tickets as you get off this bus because we're going to take the train to talking about the latest roster-related happenings from America's top leagues. First up, MLS. Uh, as we mentioned in our sketch, which, by the way, uh, idea for that generated by Jake Tallcroft. So thank you, Jake. He Or blame him. I'll blame him. <laughs> thank you or blame him. Or both. Yeah, he gives us a lot of sketch ideas generally, which we're able to flesh out. The famous uh, Zlatan Furry idea was his. <laughs> um, he did Benedetti uh, the, the as the Benedetti turn sketch. A bunch of them are all his ideas that then we write out. So uh, thank you, Jake. But anyway, as we mentioned in the sketch, uh, Terry Henry, Thierry Henry, has been assigned uh, assigned as the coach of Impact Montreal. I was completely surprised by this, but I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm excited for him to come back to our league. Like He was a great player. He did, he did bring this league up. He's one of those European players I consider like, have helped us and even though he didn't win a lot of trophies he did win a support shield and he was fun to watch so yeah and to go to a place in north america where french is it's 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 his native tongue it's also the uh common tongue in montreal and i think it's a good match that uh, culturally i don't know how it'll translate on the field I think that's the big question mark after shenanigans yeah. in Monaco where he flamed out spectacularly. Yeah. And, um, and given Monaco had sold all their best players, the Bernardo Silva Fabinho, um, Thomas Lamar. Still, I believe he'd failed to win a single game while he was in charge of that. He had a lot of injuries and he had to play like 17, 16-year-olds in the top division in Europe. So we're saying he's already hit rock bottom in his coaching career and he can only oh, go up here? 100%. I mean, uh, he he won four games okay, and so drew won. five and lost eleven with a win percentage of twenty percent. 
uh, across 20 matches. Sounds pretty par for the tours for Montreal, honestly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, I'm I'm with you, Caleb. I think it's um, I think he's chosen the best per- possible place to to restart his career yeah. outside also, of New York Red Bulls, I would say. Right, um, and and Montreal could use a little bit of shine as well. So to get a MLS yeah. superstar, former MLS superstar, in to to coach them, who understands the leagues, might have some insights into like the little particulars of leagues that maybe other international coaches doesn't. Uh, it kind of this signing hits a lot of the right. Uh, it, it matches a lot of the needs on both sides. I think mm-hmm. I for one hope Ari is able to revitalize his coaching career, do well because I mean. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod. He was a superstar when I was growing up. Like he and Dennis Burkamp, Patrick Vieira. I mean, they were the ones powering Arsenal to their glory years. And so all of my friends growing up were mostly Arsenal fans. So I you have a soul. <laughs> I have a soft spot for uh for Thierry Henry and I, I hope he does well there. Hey, Chicago fired Velko Panovic. Caleb, your reaction. Uh thirty on enough. <laughs> like, he should have been out of there right at this the final whistle blew on the shadow season. I'm surprised he made it through this season, honestly. There's a lot of head coaches being fired, and I'm surprised he wasn't one of them. Yeah, but you got to ask, he's one of Nelson Rodriguez's guys, and you got to ask why Nelson Rodriguez is still around while Velko is. They, they both should have gone, honestly. Yeah. Also, a new Chicago Fire uh, logo has been <laughs> uh, tweeted slash leaked by some not very related account. We're not really sure if he can uh, verify it. So at this point, let's just leave it at that and be like, you can go find it if you want. And we're not sure if it's real. So. Yeah. Uh, Caps Vancouver have appointed a experienced quote-unquote experienced Bundesliga club executive Axel Schuster is it, are you sure it's not just Axel Schroberg with a wig no it's actually Axel Witzel right without the wig <laughs> yep. okay, yeah um, as sporting director uh, Axel Schuster used to be a senior director of professional football at FC Schalke from June 2016 June 2019 and had a bunch of other roles at FSV Mainz 05 over 16 years so Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Sounds like a good move for them in the front office. Yeah. Hey, um, Christian Jack has reported that uh, safe standing is coming to the South End BMO Field for 2021. So more MLS stadiums putting in safe standing. It's the best. It really is. It really brings the Wonder Wall. It makes it so much better, honestly. Yeah. And uh, every every stadium that is instituted has found it to be fantastic for them. So uh, let's talk about the 2019 expansion draft, which is today. Nashville and Inter Miami getting to pick five players each. Um, and hey, guess what? The second person picked in the expansion draft, the number one pick for Nashville SC was uh, one Mr. A. Am I reading this right? A. Bu Dan Laddie. I mean, you got his last name almost correct. Okay. <laughs> I was trying not I to. I know, yeah. So, all right. Abu is Nobu? Gone. Abu to the city of the blues. Yeah, not St. Louis, really. Uh, Some insert yeah, your favorite country, pun here yeah. if you once you come um, up with it. He's I done gone. He's, yeah, Dunlady sure. that, done gone. That's where it is. I got there finally. How do we feel about this? Are you shedding tears, Sasha? I kind of am. I, I I know a lot of people gave up on him and they don't like him, but I think you can give Generation Adidas players a little more leniency. And time to shine. I saw glimpses of his skill in that Open Cup final. Like I, I really thought if we get we give him more time. And I'm not surprised that he was taken either because I like I think he's good enough. Yeah. But you know, the, I'm okay the, with the it. problem. Is just that it was glimpses. It was never some anything solid except for his a uh, rookie season where he had what eight nine goals in his time in the his rookie season. Um, after that it was really feast or famine, and it was pretty much famine. He always um, was getting hurt at all the wrong times. He always didn't hurt. He, he needed a change of scenery, as much as it pains me to say that. But I hope he does well in, in Nashville. He never was like a player that I hated. I, um, I use a player that annoyed me. Uh, I think, and this is this comes down to like I, the 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 particulars of his entering our team, which was he was always kind of second fiddle in my mind to Jeremy Bobbisey in because we were sure we were going to sign him and then suddenly come the dra- the, the super draft and we got Dunlady instead yeah and then you see Bobbisey doing better for the next three years which I remember after the the first year we we talked and we were like how do we do Dunlady that was pretty good then after the second year we were like yeah well we need one more year to judge 
and now I'm ready to say it. Babasi is the better player. He's had the yeah, he's I the better pick. So too. Yeah. And so so that's how Dunlady's time in Minnesota started. Then that same year he was being put on the pitch instead of Ramirez, who's a fan favorite of all of ours, and played kind of again, no fault of his own, but he was kind of part of that whole Ramirez drama. And then he started getting hurt and second year onwards he wasn't really doing a whole lot. Yeah, he got passed up by um, toy in the depth chart for a striker and right third. I think he only had two goals this year, or maybe just one. Only had the one against Orlando to equalize. I don't know if he had one before that or not. So, to me, I I was ready to part ways with him last year, and the only reason that I kind of made made my peace with having him on the squad is because he was Generation Ajita. Is like no, I mean, what's the why give Probably up a rid of free him. player basically? Yeah. And now that he's graduated. I'm glad that F- that Nashville came in and gave us 50 grand uh, in allocation for him. It's two losses here. Nick, uh, producer Nick confirms. Um, yeah, it's it's also just kind of sad to think of what could have been. You know, that those top eight picks in the Super Draft that year, Dunlady's really the only one who hasn't panned out. Yeah, you know, Miles Robinson and Julian Russell for Atlanta. You got Jeremy Bobbesey in Portland. You got. Austin Wubatar, who was drafted by Columbus, who's now in Colorado, who is a sol- who's a mainstay in their back line now. Jake Narinsky was a mainstay in Vancouver's back line. And you have Minnesotan Jackson Yule, who's now on the men's national team. And probably, you know, um, his coach Almeida and San Jose said, we'll play in Europe one day. It's like, what could have been if we'd taken any of those players? But you don't know coaches and everything, but also the talent was there behind Dunlady. We just didn't see it. Yeah, so we'll see what he's able to do in Nashville. Some of the other players picked, I'm just going to go through the list here team by team. Inter-Miami picked Ben Sweat, Alvis Powell, Lee Wynn, Luis Argudo, and Brian Meredith um, from uh, Seattle. I was like, Brian who? And then Sasha and Nick were helpfully like, oh yeah, he played behind Stefan Fry. Oh, you mean he sat sat behind Stefan Fry on the bench. Uh, he had his own chair on the bench. He's like, "Oh, this is mine. I'll be here the rest of the time. It is right. fine." Yeah. Like he's been sitting on it so much that it's nice. It's it's been it's worn formed, in. It's formed to his butt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So so they signed a bunch of guys. It's it's a nice mix of defenders and attacking players, and you got a goalkeeper in there. Yeah. Uh, you got MLS vets. Looking at both of these drafts, which are really mad that we came in. Three years ago, when our, the pigeons in the defensive draft were not this good. No. Like Colin Warner, uh, Chris Armas, Mohamed Saeed, uh, Jeff Adanella, and uh, Femi, last name. Hollinger Jansen. Hollinger Jansen. <laughs> last name or last name? Yeah. <laughs> First, last name. Uh, uh, or players. And you, did, and you see here we had, you know, Alvis Powell, Ben Sweat, and Lee Wynn just in for one team. And it's like that. There's more talent in for that one team that Atlanta or Minnesota got in the expansion draft. Although you hope that I'll, I was not expecting to see an FC Cincinnati player no. in the draft. So Alice no, Powell getting picked was very strange. But, but, but are, you, are you sure? Did you watch any games this year? Right. Uh, in fullback and uh, also an MLS veteran. So th- that kind of makes sense. It, it makes sense to yeah. see the fullbacks going early in the expansion draft. It's a perennial thing that MLS fullbacks are hard to find. MLS domestic fullbacks that are good. So that wasn't surprising to me. No. Um, I think we could have also seen Lee Wynn coming a long way away. I think it's the question mark is, do we get his, do we get LAFC Lee Wynn in Inter-Miami Inter- or do we get New England Revolution tearing it up every week Lee Wynn? I think you did LAFC yeah. Lee Wynn. But that's, he was playing further back, though, yeah. in LA. It's better than no Lee Wynn. True. True, <laughs> so, true. Um, you're going to win more games with Lee Wynn than you're going to lose games with Lee Wynn. True. It's in his name. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going for. That, that <laughs> dumb riff I just did. <laughs> um, so, okay. We, we've we've got Inter-Miami there. Um, Na- oh, you, you, you get any other few surprise? Inter-Miami didn't pick up the rights to Zlatan. Okay, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> picked up the rights to Kingston, though. Uh, uh, Na- Nashville SC signed uh, the aforementioned Mr. Abu Danladi and um, Zarek Valentin from Portland, Jalil Anibaba, from New England, Brandon Vasquez from Atlanta, and Jimmy Madranda from SKC. Now, um, should mention that when uh, Boston Red Sox player Mookie Betts 
uh, was brought onto the stage for the cringiest, as part of the cringiest expansion draft ceremony in the world uh, in Nashville. More on that in a second. When he comes on stage and he's asked to read off this card to announce who the um, player is, he reads Jalil Atinella. <laughs> or I, actually, I think he said Antinella. I don't know where he got it. Like, was it like uh, someone, it was Jeff Atinella and they scratch. Who's available, by the way, in this no, draft? Well, not at that time because Zerat Valentin was taken. Oh, so right, 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 right. I know it was not available so, at that point. Which, which is probably why, like, the people they in Nashville, out. yeah, scratch yeah. it out, put, like, Jalil Anibaba and the 40 goals. <laughs> um, but uh, he, 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 he read it wrong. And I was like, not again. Like, this happens every <laughs> expansion draft. Someone says something stupid. And uh, thankfully, though, they, so they had these celebrities come and read the names. But then the coach for Nashville came on and actually explained. So he was like, Jalil Anibaba. Jalil Anibaba did this and then said it out loud a couple of times so we knew exactly who had been uh, signed. I mean, I'll, looking at Nationals, I think, well, before all the trades and everything, this was really the draft for them. Um, Madranda's very versatile. Vasquez probably has a higher upside than Nalati as a forward, but. And then uh, Anibaba and Valentin, proven defenders in MLS, which, as we know, as an expansion side previously, hard to come by. Yeah. In your first year. Now, Brandon Vasquez got traded away pretty much right after the draft to... And so did Zarek Valentin. And Zarek Valentin as well. Uh, Vasquez going to FC Cincinnati for allocation money and probably a lot of assurances that it's all going to be okay. Don't worry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Why did we... We're really sorry we had to do this to you. <laughs> we're not Cincinnati. Right. Can you imagine uh, some guy being like, Atlanta United wins the like, you know, MLS Cup. Like, he's, yeah. he's happy. And then you're in FC Cincinnati in year three. And you're like... <laughs> I want to go back to Na- I want to go back to Nashville. <laughs> no, mm, no, mm, I'll I'll stay here. I think. <laughs> right. I mean, he's gonna get more playing time. Yeah, so for sure. So that's probably good. Um, and then you had Zarek Valentin, as you mentioned, getting traded off to uh, Houston Dynamo in exchange for Congressman Joel Willis of the West Wing. I think he's too old. Yeah. He's not very mobile anymore. Also, at this point, he's probably a senator. You know, he took that one seat for his dead wife for just one day and voted on that one bill that Toby really cared about. Uh, and then became a successful goalkeeper in MLS, but you'd hope that would open him. I mean, it's a crazy success story. I'm sorry there's not any like, Disney movies about it. Right. Disney just... Plus, coming soon, the Joe Willis story. Yeah, there you go. Okay, um, so they, they acquired Joe Willis, uh, Nashville did, and... Um, Otherwise, legislative goals. There it is. There you go. Oh, <laughs> that's a good name. We we should be in Netflix, man. Um, but they've also uh, just, just a couple of things that they did outside of the expansion draft. They've acquired USMNT defender Daniel Lovitz. Uh, that's a little bit of a USMNT generous is, is an air quotes, title. I think. <laughs> like USMNT defender uh, John Lovitz, uh, comedian John Lovitz, is now in. Uh, I'll see Nashville. a much better signing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, John Lovitz is like the alternate wedding singer from the wedding singer movie is still one of my like favorite (laughs) little cameos in a movie ever. But um, anyway, Daniel Lovitz going to Nashville from Montreal for 50k in 2020 GAM, 50k in 2020 TAM and a 2020 international roster spot. Honestly, this is a good deal for Nashville. Uh, Lovitz is out of favor in Montreal and there's a fullback who has MLS experience and as we said before, very hard to come by and... He did it for only 100k and sorted Garber Bucks is a good deal. But also, the international slot is a bit iffy, I would say, yeah. honestly. Do you know what his reaction was to being told that he was going to be traded? I can't do John Lovett's impression. <laughs> <laughs> You're setting me up, but I can't do it. Oh, I was just gonna oh be- no! <laughs> is that good? No, I was just going to say Lovett's. Hey, um, hey, Dan, how do you feel about this? Love it. Oh, See? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. Low-hanging fruit, but you there went, you went for it. You went I, I, went, I went for it, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Nashville acquired Adrian Zendayas from Sporting KC in exchange for Gam Tam and a 2020 international roster spot. This one I don't understand. Gam Tam, thank you, man. I swear, that's right. every time you say that. <laughs> this one's dumb. This is a dumb, this is a dumb trade. Please, go on. Don't try to national spot for a backup goalkeeper. You got Joe Willis. He's probably going to be your starter, I think. Yeah. Like, don't trade an international spot for... You didn't, you didn't get a backup goalkeeper anywhere mm-hmm. for less than that. Are you... Do it. Do, do it. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So, 
Caleb, you told me that you had a uh, some power rankings for <laughs> yeah, me. I do, uh, you know, we uh, rang the bell, by the way. Listeners, again, uh, every so often we're going to ring the bell and we've got a little special mini segments for you. <laughs> uh, Caleb's got some power rankings for exactly one minute. Yes, it is the top five expansion pits of all time. Number five, that one guy we traded away. <laughs> Number four, the damn we dot. <laughs> Number three, Kit Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> Not a soccer player, <laughs> Caleb. You can't just put names in because you like him. He's been a pick every single time. Number well, ever, two. Ever since like, Executive Order 66, like he hasn't been available. <laughs> he was draft pick 66 <laughs> in the 1966 MLS Super Draft. <laughs> number two, Femi last name. <laughs> last name or last name. Last name. <laughs> and number one. Man, I froze. I don't... <laughs> you, you, got, you got to number, number one. one and you're number to... one. Jaleel Antonella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. Your uh, week on the soccer power rankings for this week. Uh, should also mention Inter Miami sends 150K in 2020 GAM for the number three overall pick in the 2020 MLS draft. That draft hit from Cincinnati, who I think last year traded 200 in GAM to Philadelphia for all of their draft picks. Right. That was hilarious. This is even more hilarious. Where they're like, you know what? This one's worth more-ish? And it's like, yeah. Also, Philadelphia is like, we could have sold you everything for nothing. One <laughs> <laughs> on, guys. Who's give us a call? Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping next year. that the, They're saying that the Super Draft in its current form is not going to happen again after this year. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a draft for exclusively for... Uh, Roster implements like damn gam. Yeah, I hope we draft kid roster spots. <laughs> so it's fictional real, characters. He's it's a real character. I mean, he's, in, he's come up twice on this podcast. It's, so it's a real character in Jedi. His name Kit Fist. I cannot stress this enough. His name is Kit Fisto. It's, it's K I T, not Kit Fisto. No, I was saying Kit. Right? God damn! God damn it, dude! I don't think Colin left. <laughs> His spirit is still, is still here. Do not bring the Northern Irish around this guy until further oh, notice. Oh, God. Hey, uh, Minnesota United made a big move before the expansion draft. They uh, traded Darwin Quintero to the Houston Dynamo. Uh, how do you feel about this? Um, 600000 in, was it GAM? Or t- it was in whatever allocation money. Well, it was back. 300 of each. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Marlon Harrison, who... Um, full batch slash winger who used to play on Colorado Rapids and now was well wasn't Houston then came to us. Um, a player who was at Lauderheads with Heath. Um, really didn't see eye to eye anymore. Was dropped even as as the first DP. Did get this much for him back? I think it's a win for Minnesota. It's also a win for Houston. Did such a uh, talented player. It's really a trade that right now looks good on paper for both teams. See, this is the yes, I agree with you. If you take the fact that we're supposed to be okay with a really good player being at loggerheads with our coach, it's just like, oh yeah, that was the same thing with Ramirez. Like, oh yeah, he just didn't get along with our coach. And it's like, at what point do we say no? It's not okay for this kind of dumb shit to happen continuously in our team, um, and that that you don't want like fan favorites who fall out with a coach. Uh, anyway. I think it's made worse by the fact that like our clinical problem, we made it to playoffs, but our problem all season was that we couldn't score, right? right. And then we've been losing goal scorers. Like, yeah. you know, you could say, oh, Darwin wasn't great, but I'm like, who was better than him then? Like, who was your better like guy? Ramirez? We lost him. So, like, I don't know. Dunlady gone today as well. Yeah. It needs a revamp. We definitely need, right now our attackers are Toy and Chaton, Andre Molino, and Robin... Mood, I guess. That's a generous. Uh, yeah, the common attack is generous. Madola Barra, I put him over. Right? <laughs> put over him. Uh, yeah, and Angelo's gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, most likely. Um, so. Not confirmed yet, but, but all signs point to him being out of here. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, I think that's what frustrates me. I think 600 is a lot of lot of allocation for. Yeah, um, and what they use. Darwin. What, and what they use that allocation money for is going to be factored into this trade as well, just like the Ramirez trade. The LAFC eventually turned kind of turned into Aitopara back. Right. In so, a roundabout way. So so it might be good. Let's see what happens. Stam Steckel uh said that uh the Timbers and Diego Valeri are nearing a new deal to keep um Valeri in Portland. And 
if you if you remember correctly, there was some wrangling about the fact that Valeri, the amount of Valeri charging the Timber side was a little too much given his age and um, talent at this point, and so uh, they were planning to to let him go. However, in the meantime, earlier this week, uh, MLS terminated the contract of. Portland Timbers' is Brian Fernandez, who was a prolific goal scorer last year, you may remember. However, you will also remember that he voluntarily went into the substance and behavioral uh, health uh, protocol in MLS. And MLS has a right, or the commissioner has a right, to terminate the contract of any player that violates the SABH. This uh, is the first time that's, this has happened, too. That he's right. terminated a contract in this way. We don't know the specific violation. We also know that uh, MLS is suing Fernandez's former club, Neca- Nescaca? Nekaka? I don't know. I don't like, know how to pronounce N-E-C-A-X-A it. of Liga MX. Um, so we'll see. Fernandez, if you, if you didn't read when he came in, was involved. Uh, found to be taking cocaine twice in 2015, banned for two years, came back, had a was banned for a couple of games because of an altercation with a fan uh, at Nakaka. So, dudes had some history. Yeah. And Timbers have also indicated that they are indicate they've indicated a willingness to continue helping Fernandez even though he's not part of their setup anymore. So, um, whoa, what what a piece of news, huh? Yeah. Um, very surprising that this that Don Darber actually did this since that hasn't happened before. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we hope that Brian finds the help that he needs, and get on the Portland Timbers to still like keep tabs on him and try to help him through this. Well, now uh, their fans got to see Diego Valeri for another year, so at least, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, should also mention about the Timbers, Jeff, Jeff Carlisle at ESPN reporting that they have signed the Timbers have signed HNK Rijeka center back named Dario Zuperich. The transfer fee is unknown at this point, but uh, apparently it's a, it's an allocation level transfer. And uh, dude is also apparently on the radar of some Premier League sides. And he's da- he's earned some uh, acclaim in the uh, Croatian first division. And um, he's also played for Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, in addition to Croatia at the youth level. So, hey, there's that as well. I think it's smart Portland. Like, you know... They did end up giving up a lot of goals and, and losing close games for them. So, like, maybe solidifying that back line a little more with international experience. I mean, the guy's, like, 6'2". Looks yeah, like a good defender, big. you know? Yeah. Um, don't know much about him. Could be Nemedov. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's a <laughs> don't center back say that, man. Lead. Don't say that three times, otherwise he turns up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, in other news, the New England Revolution re-signed defender Brandon. Bye! Uh... They said hello. Yeah, they they did. They did. They did. Welcome back. Yeah. Zlatan is gone. Enough. Bye. Yeah. Feels like a cloud is lifted. (laughs) Hey, Nick, do you see the sun? (laughs) (laughs) Only person who's sad now is Tinston. (laughs) Person? Uh, Yeah, person. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Uh, Also, Elegas could re-sign Sebastian Lechet. He's too legit to quit. Quit? He's too. <laughs> 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 They've extended Galaxy. Also extended the loan for Christian Pavone, and he, he's now a DC he, DP. He, he's now a DP. Now, what right. was he then? Huh? Uh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> a Garber player. <laughs> just, it's like when McDonald's was like, "Yeah, now made of hundred percent meat." <laughs> mm. I had it like a, a week ago. What was it then, man? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> What's before then? He was a DP. Yeah, just tell me he's a DP. Don't lie to me. There you go. Hey, Atlanta United have also traded Darlington Nagby for one million plus in allocation and an international roster spot. Damn. To Columbus. Right, right. Yeah. Did I say from Columbus? No, you just said Atlanta traded Nagby. All right. You didn't right. say to. To the crew. To the crew. Yeah. Reunited with Caleb Porter. Right. A one million in allocation, though. Nagby was really That's good. That's inside of me. I did doesn't have the store sheet very often, but he made that Atlanta offense hum. Yeah, he did. I can believe he's it. a really good player. Yeah, didn't he voluntarily also quit the USMNT? Uh, I feel like I remember him like 
choosing not to. Was it after Trinidad and Tobago? I was like, oh no, guys, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I think no, so. Pudding. I, oh no, I might be misremembering that, but yeah. I I feel like I I remember that. Hey, um, let's look at the rest of the news. Uh, just one other piece, which is about Minnesota United and Vito Manone, Jeff Ruder, formerly of this parish, uh, reporting that um. Since winning the MLS Goalkeeper of the Year award, several championship clubs have cho- have joined the race to sign Vito. Uh, I got asked in uh, right before my accounting final, actually, uh, what do you think about Vito and, and Minnesota United? Do you think we're going to get him back? And I was like, dude, I am trying to cram right now. I'm <laughs> shitting bricks. I've given myself a stomachache because of the stress for this exam. Can we talk about Wait, this some other time? You're eating bricks. You stop eating bricks. You, won't, you, know, if you stop eating bricks, you stop shitting bricks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's where I went wrong. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah. You take my accounting final for me now. I'm uh, very bad at math, so no, you don't. Not okay. That. All right, sounds good. Well, anyway, what I said was, I think this comes down to obviously to a certain extent about money, but I think this also comes down to Vito's ambition. Does he want to be a local hero for Minnesota and be someone who is loved, starts every week, just pounds it? Or does he want to go off to the championship and try to head into the Premier League where he would almost certainly be benched? And even in the championship, we might have an uncertain kind of uh, situation based on the kind of cutthroat nature of goalkeeping there and who, right. who manages to f- fall through the Premier League cracks and turn up. Or you, you know, So I think he could stand to make more money there probably. He's also probably going to be probably more high-profile kind of player worldwide. But here he could be a bona fide hero. He could be the next Loons legend. I mean, it was Ramirez. It was Ibarra. It was previously before that Pablo Campos. And now it's like Ibarra's on the outs probably. Darwin's done. Ramirez is done. We don't have a club hero at the moment. The closest probably probably is Vito after his season with us. Right. Um, I, mean, I could have narrow up there, but... I wouldn't claim it. He's more of a Kansas City hero for me, honestly. But yeah. you could, you could maybe another season like that, like last year, you'd probably claim a signing Dotson if he continues to just store banners. But there's like Ozzy is gonna be a Seattle guy. Yeah. Ike is a Kansas City guy. You don't have a guy who is Minnesotan and is like plays we brought in, him plays here. weeks out. Yeah, we brought him here. Plays weeks in, week in, week out. Is one of the best. Uh, is the best goalkeeper in the league. By the award being given to him. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, some idiot on Twitter the other day was like, you didn't deserve it. Go fuck yourself, man. Yeah. Take your stupid tate and shove it up your own ass, all right? <laughs> Don't come after Vito like that. We love him. Right. So we'll see what he decides to do. Uh, but I think uh, it's not going to shock anybody that I really hope he comes back. So. Yeah, yeah. Sign I mean, the I'm, season. I'm very optimistic. I'm, but like, I, I have this feeling like if I was him... I'd like there's unfinished business because I made it to the playoffs. I made it to the US Open Cup right. final, and I didn't get exactly what I yeah, wanted. You want to win silverware, yeah. And the and honestly, his best chance to win silverware is with Minnesota, not yeah. over in the championship with a yeah. middle, mid table to lower table team, which he probably yeah. would go to. So now the the question then becomes, um, in a, in a world where Maloney doesn't come here. What happens to Bobby Shuttleworth? Do we keep him? Does he leave? Like, is Shuttleworth good enough to, to take back the starting spot if Manone leaves? I don't think so. I think if the coaching staff rated him above Dane, he would have stayed on with the team and Dane would have been in Madison or would have gone loaned out to Sacramento. But I don't. I, I think there were rumors that Shuttleworth wanted to play more. Yeah, which, Shuttleworth which, wants to play more, so... So, so if we give him number one spot with Dane in second, assign like a you know third string young guy like those dudes that we had for like in last year's Pat MLS, McClain. Pat McLean. I that's not how the if they if they do do that it's a they shouldn't do that it's a dumb idea, but if they do do that I think he would stay. Yeah, you did you go back to being the starter of MLS team, which is right. above where he should be at this point in his career, but. Mm. Honestly, if Vito doesn't sign, we should try to sign a starting quality goalkeeper and send Bobby on his way so he can start and play. All right. Really, even if we do sign like a really a, a keeper that's similar in skill level as Vito, I'm afraid we will lose that magic that we saw, like the trust between his back four. And you can say back five, if you include right. Ozzy. When we played every ball back, they were everyone was in sync. It was never like 
an accidental own goal except for like that's you know one that Casper happened to have. But like that trust, yeah, like they knew how to read read each other perfectly, and I like I want that magic back. I, we know the front office rates Dane pretty highly too, and I think him learning to beat Monone and also building trust with that back line too. To if he doesn't sign, we might see Dane Saint Clair and Gold on match day one. Oof. I mean, not that I don't there's trust a, a him, chance. but like I, it's, he's, oh. a, he's an unknown quantity in MLS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He played yeah. well in the friendlies. He played relatively well at USL League One with Madison, but but he doesn't make that ma- like that crazy good save like against Dallas that Vio made. We yeah, we don't know what he is though. That's the thing, right? So we will see what happens. Um, that's the end of the MLS news. A few MLS, uh, sorry, few NWSL bullets. First of all. Uh, this was the most shocking news I've ever seen, which is Sky Blues figured something out and did something really good. They're going to be playing all their games at Red Bull Arena next year. Not something I would have predicted. No. At all. And good for them for getting this done. I met a game this year, there, this summer. I was right after the World Cup, I believe, and it sold relatively well. It did. And so it, it's. I, I was expecting them to do what the Washington Spirit have done and do some sort of like ground sharing agreement but no they are they're full on in um so fantastic hope it goes well hope their attendance is fantastic going forward uh to the aforementioned spirit though who will be playing home games at three different stadiums audi field the maryland soccerplex and segura field what is segura field it's a field in virginia okay yeah it's uh does it have segura dream crosses and uh Are those Chinese knockoff Segas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh I, I don't I've never seen the word Segura before. Um, it's probably a last name, I'm guessing. Yeah, I no idea. But uh so so they're gonna be d- doing this uh ground sharing. And also by the way, the home of uh Lord Lord Laudun United FC oh, yeah. from the the championship. So there's that as well. DC United's uh, uh, developmental team. Low down, low down, low down. I've, I've never That's... said that before on this podcast. It must not be very good. I watched them play once against Indy Eleven on ESPN Plus when I was bored. Okay, they lost pretty badly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah so, so it might be because they're uh, playing at a stadium called Segura Field. So, I think. Okay, let's move on to talking about uh, the USL Championship in a segment that we call Top Low Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound canceling headphones, and study the latest from the US lower leagues, mm-hmm. where they had the aforementioned USL Championship Championship. But the championship is a game. Yep, the USL Championship Championship game. Yeah, who, that's what they call it. Who is the championship champion? <laughs> it is um the Real Salt Lake Monarchs, or the Salt Lake Monarchs, or just the Real Monarchs. One of those three is right. Yeah, there you go. Real um, Monarchs to Salt Lake. Yeah, hashtag all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, they beat Louisville City FC 3-1 to one in Louisville. Uh, ended Louisville's dream at a three-peat in the USL Championship Championship. Um, Louisville scored in the sixth minute. Hey, it's the Championship Championship. It's not the Championship Championship Championship. Otherwise, Louisville could have won it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Louisville scored in the sixth minute. Um, Salt Lake equalized and t- took the lead on uh, recycled corners. So... Cleared up weekly by Louisville. They were suddenly decided again. So they did another in cross and was headed in by a, um, a monarch. Uh, I don't know if it was King George. A monarch. King you guys George watch Venture Brothers? <laughs> no, got... I don't actually. But we talked Nobody about here has watched Venture Brothers? Not well enough um, to know the characters. I, I like, like your names. I like your King George and Queen Elizabeth joke. But yeah. anyway, the in Venture Brothers, the villain is a butterfly themed oh, guy, and all the henchmen who are literally called henchmen have like butterfly wings, and the villain's called the Monarch. Anyway, okay. That, that that's that's where that weird voice came from. Now I need to work. What I was going for was used to bring Iron Still down to Louisville and let him have it for the off season. Um, they steal the deal in the sixty sixth minute. Um, watch this game in ESPN Plus, ESPN Two. It was pretty awesome. There was a train in the background that would like drive by the stadium and just pull the horn. Nice. Once in a while, it was really like kind of like an old school feel, but also like that stadium was packed. It was not an empty seat in the house. It was really cool to see. 
you know, this might be the benefit of having the USL Championship Championship after the MLS Championship called the MLS Cup. I was trying to work a third cup or second cup in there and I couldn't. But anyway, this is the benefit because then there's nothing to take away attention Mm -hmm. from the USL game, you know? It it becomes a focus on itself and uh, the fans get to go. So, uh, too bad for Louisville. I I do feel bad for them. They didn't take their chances. They could have gone up 3-0 early and then just poor defending the set pieces was what did them in. Should also mention that a team has been announced in San Diego called the San Diego Loyal. Loyal. And uh, that's owner. A, that's a, you can download that font. Right. It doesn't come on Word, but you can download it. It's, it is unreadable, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, by the way, San Diego Loyal, um, owned by a couple of people, but also noted man who decided to support Mexico in the last World Cup, Landon Donovan. So, yeah, Loyal. Mentiroso. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's also going to be their uh, manager and director of soccer operations and VP of something, something, something. <laughs> what to go wrong? Right. So we'll see what happens. But what do you what do you guys think of this name, Sasha San Diego Loyal? Uh, it seems like it, it, it. They're opening themselves up for a lot of jokes. It also feels just like I don't know. Like I feel like they're going to just instill this the sense of camaraderie with their name. I'm like, you're forcing it. Right. <laughs> right. It's different. Doesn't mean it's good. It does. Also, it is different. The the logo looks like a Patagonia hat, I think. I haven't looked at their logo. Yeah, yeah, it's, it does. I can't wait for the the font derby between Austin Bold and <laughs> San Diego Loyal. <laughs> and Orlando Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> but Ohio Papyrus. <laughs> Austin Ariel. Oh, that's Austin Bold. Uh, the... um. This this kind this new thing of like naming teams that don't like it just has like random words in the name that don't that kind of it feels like there should be another word or there, two there like should, proof Louisville that at least like has something to do with Louisville like it has something to do with the, like the the bourbon industry in Louisville but right. San Diego you can be like burrito San Diego <laughs> what the fuck mission style burritos <laughs> okay I didn't know. Burritos, like the California burritos down there, they have burritos with French fries in them. That's a like California style burrito. And San Diego is like famous for the mission style burritos. Okay. All right. Now I got to go try that shit. Yeah. That sounds great. All right. Have some tequila with it too. Okay. With that, let's take a break. We shall return with uh, stuff from the rest of the world. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where we have just concluded our viewing of the U.S. Men playing Cuba. So let's talk about them in a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the U.S. national team as the women fight for equal pay and the men start the qualification forces for their World Cup. Uh, first up, before we talk about the Cuba game, let's talk about the U.S. beating Canada 4-1 last week in Orlando. Yep, in Orlando. Uh, Jordan Morris scored in the second minute. Um, Sasha was very excited. And then he, Jesse Zardes of all people had a brace in this game. Scorasi always. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> one, of the, one of those goals was also teed up by Morris and gave yeah. him an assist. Yep. And uh, Aaron Long had a goal in between... Zardes is two. So, don't don't uh, choke on those words, Caleb. Zardes did have two goals. He, he did. Yeah. He's yeah. not yeah. good, so. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw some Canadian comments being like, oh, man, I was so hopeful after the last game, and now we suck again. Eh? And what was that all about, eh? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I just wanted to be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> you live by the Zardes, you die by the Zardes. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... So that happened, four goals, yeah. uh, conclusive win, and then they went down to Cuba 
and uh, did it again. Four yeah. goals. Four goals. Um, two braces. Yeah. What do you call that? A brace brace? Like, brace yourself for this match. Like, two can we get four goals in the USL championship championship <laughs> so you can have the, the brace brace and the championship championship? Because that would be great. Nick's head might explode if we do that. <laughs> but uh, Jordan Morris and Josh Sargent with uh, braces in this game. Oh, really? Yeah. When are they getting them removed? Well, Josh is, what, like 14 years old or whatever? So Right, exactly. Probably like three years. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, that was good, though. We won again. That's nice. Yeah. Burhalter in, am I right, guys? I mean, no. I mean, not that he was ever out, but like, yeah. He should win these games. I have I have never seen a more reactionary group of fans than the U.S. national team fans. As far as, like, American soccer fans Have you seen the Minnesota soccer fans? <laughs> Well, but uh, I don't know. They're not as hot and cold. Like, Minnesota soccer fans are just grumpy. Uh, like, I feel like <laughs> U.S. True. soccer fans are like, when the second they lose, it's like, everything sucks. We hate everything. And then when there are a couple of wins, it's like, everything is wonderful. Okay, short-term memory effect. I swear. Yeah, yeah seriously. People lose their minds. A recency bias, but yeah. I mean, it's weird that we didn't have Bradley for this game. We didn't have Pulisic for this game. And can scored four goals. Like... In each game, yeah. I mean, Canada at home was supposed to be a challenge, but just the revenge game really it really ended in the first like twenty minutes or so. I just hope Barhalder went in the locker room and was like, "You better win this, you fucks. My job's on the line." Like, <laughs> just like punches a locker and dents it, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ozzy throwing the like bottle. It's like you know, it's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, let's move on to talking about. Uh, let's skip. Let's skip our English soccer segment. Talk straight into a segment. Well, you have one thing to talk about. I know. We'll talk about it okay. in this next yeah, segment okay. that we call... They don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, that bit of news from England that you mentioned, which is that Tottenham Hotspur have fired Mauricio Pochettino. Wow. I mean, he probably feels a whole lot better right now. Just the weight off of the world off his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I think I think it went like this. Poch's like, I'm really not feeling that well. I'm going to take some time off. And then he's like, you're fired. Yeah, no, you don't quit. You're fired. Like, all right, cool, man. This actually works really well. Well, I mean, because you have to, you know, pay me and buy me out. So, peace. Right. Go to the beach and wait for the Nets, like, big club to call me. And, and despite the fact that they're my North London rivals, like, he quit, the story quickly broke that, like, Arsenal fans would happily take him on over Unai Emery. So, that's, like, that's a testament to the fact that not only was he a great manager for Tottenham, like, the rivals are like we we pick him up in a second over our current guy. So let me let me ask this question, which is that do you think that it is a sign of the lack of patience of soccer fans and soccer teams to see a coach who's done as much good as Pochettino has at Spurs to get fired? The guy who took the team to the Champions League final is gone because he had a few months of bad results. I would agree with that, but uh, also in contrast to that. Five and a half years is seems like a long time to be uh, to manage the a club any club in the EPL. Yeah, it's, I, that's a really long time for any club in the EPL to have a coach, the same coach at least. I'm honestly surprised he outlasted Emery and outlasted uh, Oli at uh, Manchester United. But reports now are that everyone's favorite Jose Mourinho might be already the next coach at Tottenham Hotspur, which. I mean, thoughts and prayers to Spurs fans. This is going to be rough for you guys <laughs> the next couple of years. He's going to be... Yeah, he's going to be awful. <laughs> well, I mean, he liked to complain about not enough spending at United. So... <laughs> we're dishing out $200 million. Have you met Daniel Levy and how much and seen how much he spent over the last few years? I really so... hope you've seen Harry Kane in the Real Madrid jersey. That's all i got to say. Right? Um, well, anyway, maybe he'll get Garrett Bale back. Anyway, he'll get him back and immediately alienate him. Let's talk about the Euros. Sasha, can you take us through what happened in the Euro 2020 qualifiers? So qualifiers are over and you get your top two teams from each group. In Group A, we have uh, England and the Czech Republic. And before anybody starts talking about it coming home, uh, you had Kosovo, Montenegro, and Bulgaria in that group. So England, like, yeah, you had a good record. Seven seven wins, I think one loss. Like, But don't start tooting your own horn too quickly. Yeah, they're always going to qualify. That wasn't a question. If 
They wouldn't have qualified. It would have been the worst thing to happen in English soccer history since they had to take penalties at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Group B was kind of fun to watch. Um, Portugal ended strong mainly because Cristiano Ronaldo decided, like, he cares more about his national team than Juventus, but they still finished second behind Ukraine, so... How do you feel about that as a... Oh, as I, I'm definitely Russian more pro-Ukraine than I am okay. pro-Russia. We'll hear more about how I'm anti-Russia uh, oh, in their group. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> keep going. I'm, I'm thank you, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alex Winman there on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for your testimony today. Please continue, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel. Thank you for using his official title. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Germany and Netherlands kill North Ireland's uh, dreams as they both qualify. Um, North Ireland actually got, put up a good fight and had a draw the last game against Netherlands. Uh, Germany finished in style with like a like both multiple goal wins. I think six one was their last game, and uh, yeah, they're looking they're looking pretty dominant. Uh, group D: Switzerland and Denmark. Mm-hmm. Ireland or Iceland doesn't make it out of that group. No, sorry, Ireland doesn't make it out of that group. <laughs> group E: Croatia and Wales. That was the big surprise. Wales is a surprise. Um, and they're good for them. They uh, Bale's been injured. Ramsey's been injured forever. Um. Good to see them actually dip into a big tournament again like they did in the last Euros. Uh, group F, we have Spain and Sweden. Not, no real surprises there. Uh, Poland and Austria coming out. I'm excited for Poland, you know, just because they have Lewandowski, and I, who I consider the hottest striker in Europe right now. That Name you, one other Polish player on their team. Touche. <laughs> 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 I'm saying he's their only player. If they can stop him, you can stop the entire Polish national team. I mean, Simon's not easy. It's easier said than done, for sure. No, I'm going to go look this up now and see who's <laughs> on the Polish national oh, team just so um, I can make I'm fun of you. Jacob Blaszczowski, is he still on there? Uh, let me see. The, the, Camille like, Glick? Oh, Cam- You're just making up names now. The I brother think. of Jiminy? <laughs> what? Jiminy Glick, the Martin Short character? Never mind. Resnell? <laughs> nothing? 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 All right. No, sorry, buddy. Uh, Wojciech Chesney? He's oh, yeah. on there? Okay. Uh, the goalkeeper then too, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Jan Bednarek from Southampton. Um, no, not a, not a person. Camille Grosicki from Hull City. You got uh, yep, Matthias Click from Leeds United, who by the way might get bought out by PSG. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Uh, Derby County's Christian Bielik. That sounds familiar, right? Uh, Christoph Piatek from Milan. That's that's a guy. Uh, David <laughs> David Karinaki from the Fortuna Dusseldorf, yes. Oh, hey, look at that. Presmislav Frankowski from one club called Chicago Fire. Fire? I believe that's as pronounced, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago. I, Chicago. Yeah. Peter Zelinski from uh, Napoli. He's he's a guy uh, that things happened with at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. You know, there's, there's a few guys. Wait a fat check me there, Notch. Ah, no problem. Anytime. Uh, all right, keep going, please, Sasha. Oh, okay. Uh, group G, we have... Oh, no, we got yeah, that. We, uh, group H, France and Turkey. And sadly, this is the group that had everybody's favorite underdog, Iceland. And they they ended strong, and they still weren't able to qualify. So, a little, little moment of silence for Iceland. Anyway. Uh, you can't just keep talking. You can't actually give them the moment of silence, yeah. man. All right, just take a silence. <laughs> all right. All right. Ooh. I'm so glad that you did that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the it, only it, team that can do that. It's in, in, the Ice, that in the Constitution of Iceland, it's like written that any moment of silence ends with that. So. I mean, that's also their uh, Pledge of Allegiance. It's just that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I learned that over there. Which okay. America's okay. Pledge of Allegiance, I would stand up for them. Oh, okay. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, group I has Belgium and Russia qualifying. Belgium actually faced Russia in one of the last games, beat them 4 1. Uh, you get to see both Hazard brothers uh, score. Uh, Eden Hazard scored a brace, and then uh, Lukaku scored their fourth goal. So they beat Russia four-one, and I'm glad about this because honestly, like they are my homeland, but I don't like cheering for them. Uh, lastly, Group J, you have Italy and Finland. Luz started both those games, and that's all you need to know about him. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Some of the third place teams, like Ireland and Northern Ireland, and maybe even Iceland, have a chance through like a playoff, like system to try and get those last spots in the Euros. Is that correct? That is true. Okay. So the dream isn't done yet, Iceland and Ireland fans. We can have an 
Ireland versus Iceland playoff, which would be hilarious. Just one letter off. <laughs> and maybe that signs, but Ireland, go this way. Like, we don't, is that, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> why did you watch the R's with a weird loop on the bottom? I don't understand. <laughs> so they use the loyal font anyway. Um, all right, with that, that's the end of our soccer news for this week. We've gone on long enough as it is without a lot of matches to talk about. So let's uh, tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter. I'm at Olson 716 Also, thanks to the Tetons for releasing their song, Lustless. They have two new songs that they released on Halloween available on Bandcamp, Bleach, and the other song. That's two words I can't remember <laughs> right now. But it's also very good. Oh, uh, something entity. All right, Unspeakable all right. entity. There it is. Anyway, Unspeakable Sasha. entity. I'm at Pickup Line. L-I-O-N. Yes. Not like Pickup Lying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I have a Bentley. I'm, I'm I, 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 it. after the animal that is the most famous furry and Zlatan's favorite animal uh-huh. in MLS. Yes, lion, lion. <laughs> you can find me at Lockstock Spock. Uh, we call soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez's views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez. Except you don't have anything about soccer that happened last week because he wasn't listening or looking at Twitter a lot while he was on vacation. Because good for him. And uh, you can find this podcast uh, at TW United Fans. You can also find posted on fine podcast providers everywhere please tell your friends about it we want more listeners thank you very much we'll see you next week